0: So it's a good afternoon to you all and I am so happy to be back after a a few months of having a break uh, from the Montana Show podcast and uh, I'm back today and I've got a fabulous uh, guest with me today and he is Tony and he's all the way in the United States of America so a very warm welcome to you Tony and how are you doing today?
1: Well, thank you, Sophia. This is wonderful being on your show. I'm excited to be here. I'm in the lovely state of New York, uh, which is sometimes called the lovely state of confusion. (laughs) But uh, it's not New York City, although that's where I was actually born. I live in a place called Rochester, which is, if you go to Toronto in Canada, And you look south across Lake Ontario, you will basically see Rochester. It's closer to Niagara Falls. But uh, yes, that's where I am. So we are five hours different uh, in our... um,
0: Yes, yes but, so it's morning for you, or no, it's, we're just getting into the afternoon now for you.
1: Yes, at the time we record this, it's uh, it's almost noon, so uh, when we finish, I'm going to go and get myself a bit of something to eat.
0: <laughs> Indeed, oh, well, thank you so much for, for joining me, and I've actually been on Tony's podcast as well, so this is first time uh, Tony's joining me on The Montana Show, and I'm sure that there'll be other opportunities as well as As we tend to talk a lot, don't we, Tony?
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, I think we do.
0: (laughs) So before we get started on our topic for today, which is around finding your confidence, I wanted to ask you, Tony, if you can just give us a brief overview of who you are and what you do.
1: Of course. Well, my name is Tony Wexler, which is an unusual last name for with the first name Tony. You know, usually people would expect, uh, you know, like Tony Pastrami or something, (laughs) you know, but uh, it's uh, Wexler, which is uh, W-E-C-H-S-L-E-R. And uh, that's kind of where I'm a bit German and a bit Italian. so that's where that comes in. But I was born in Brooklyn and I live in Rochester and I've spent over 20 years in the world of investigations. I became a senior investigator where I trained other investigators. I'm also a New York State licensed private investigator. So people can hire me to do investigations. But I made the transition out of that world because I just found that although I was very good at it and I loved the psychology behind it and I loved teaching it, I found that my passion was really in helping others and teaching others to do things in life that can help them to what I refer to as going to the next level. So I started TonyWCoaching.com last year, right in the middle of COVID pandemic. And uh, I have not looked back. I have a podcast as well. And it's just, uh, it's been an exciting year so far. But I pretty much coach people Uh, They ask me, you know, what's your um, ideal client? My ideal client is someone who is like me, someone who is like a professional who is just struggling and really doesn't look forward to Monday morning, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're on that what I call that hamster wheel of life where you just feel like you're just moving and going nowhere and you want to start living a life that has more purpose where you can feel some deep passion, feel a deep connection with what you're doing and live like every day is a Friday
0: wouldn't that be great <laughs> thank you very much for that um introduction there tony and it's uh, amazing to see that transition from obviously you're working within uh being an investigator which i think is interesting in itself and uh i love things like that and obviously transitioning over to the coaching side of things and your podcast um strive to thrive is is amazing and you've had some great guest speakers over the course of the, the past year as well so it's it's fabulous to see, again, that transition over um, and being able to support and help people through, you know, various areas of their life, being able to, to give them that kind of confidence to go on and, and do something that they really want to do or to be, you know, the person that they really want to be through your, your coaching is, um, is a great achievement. So um, it's great to hear that you've, you've moved into that on a full time basis. So today we're talking about confidence and um, in actual fact, I've got a workshop that's coming up soon, but it's, it's confidence um, for women. And when we're talking about confidence, um, we are, it actually comes from a Latin word, um, if you didn't know this, uh, meaning or it, the Latin word for it is fidere. I'm not sure if I'm saying that properly or not, but it means to trust. So when we are talking about confidence, it's having that trust in oneself. And having that trust to actually um, feel satisfied in yourself, not need an external validation, but really just trusting yourself in in who you are and what you are. So with the Women's Confidence Workshop that's coming up on the 18th of September, I thought it would be great to have you on, Tony, as it would be fabulous to kind of get your stance on confidence, but confidence in women as well from a, a male perspective, because I think, we as women sometimes put quite a lot of pressure on ourselves to be a certain way to look a certain way and and it's not to say men don't either and of course they do but I think there is a lot more pressure on a woman in this day and age you know things that we look on social media and you know having to be a certain way that we sometimes get a little bogged down with the perception of what and who we should be. So I thought it would be great to start off with kind of your view of what confidence looks like. And then if we can delve into then kind of uh, your perception of what confidence looks like in a woman. And we'll start with that before I then delve a little deeper in that. Let's let's start off with kind of your view on on confidence in itself and then confidence in women.
1: Well, I love how you brought in the whole Latin word in there, Mm. uh, the word for trust, because a lot of a lot of confidence is trusting in ourselves. Because if we don't trust ourselves, we're not going to be confident. One of the things that I've always been confident in, and a lot of people are not in this because it's one of the most feared things in life, and that is public speaking, getting up in front of a crowd. A lot of people dread that. And that's because they don't trust themselves. That's because they don't trust how the audience will view them. And when you get to the point where, you know what, I trust in myself and I don't care what the other person views me I think that is something that really says a lot about your confidence when you walk in front of somebody when you have a conversation with somebody and we're talking about you know the dynamic between men and women and how women see confidence a lot of times see women unfortunately society has really put them into a bad position in that everything and people judge women based upon looks a lot more You know, you can see um, or people will make judgments about women based upon their looks. You know, they'll they'll see an attractive woman who is maybe risen to the top in her field and they'll immediately make the assumption, oh, well, she made it there because of her looks not because of her skills and ability, which of course is probably not true. Uh, You know, and 99% of the time it isn't. It's usually the fact that they've worked hard, but they really have to overcome uh, things that men don't have to overcome. I mean, men, sure, we have to worry about our looks as well, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it just for some reason doesn't seem to be as, uh, as much in the forefront as it is with women. So one of the things that I teach people is the uh, th- there are six basic human needs that we have, and mm-hmm. one of those needs is a need for certainty, and I think our need for certainty has a lot to do where, uh, with where our confidence lies. We want to walk into a situation, and we expect certainty in an, uh, in an outcome. For example, when we go to a job interview, our certainty is wanting to get that job. Our certainty in a relationship might be to be able to meet someone who is like-minded and really feel a connection. You know, sometimes you can be talking with somebody and you just, eh, you know, you don't really feel anything but then sometimes there's this person that you'll just start having a conversation with and you start to feel a really deep connection. And when you feel that deep connection, it builds your confidence because you get it to the point where you feel that you and this person are in this giant bubble and it's just you and this person. And you just feel that deep, um, just rush of energy between you. And that is where your confidence is. So how can we use knowing this to help build our confidence and I think that starts with being able to interact with people with an element of certainty behind those conversations and where that certainty comes from is in ourself trusting in ourself because when we walk up and start talking to a person we don't know how they're going to react but it doesn't matter because the person that we can trust in is ourself does that make sense
0: it makes perfect sense and I I love that element of certainty there and it's so very true you know everything we do in life we want to have some form of certainty or a a result that will be what we're looking for so again if we are dating for instance you want certainty in that that person's going to like you and you're going to like them and it's all just gonna be wonderful and it will just you know a, a blossoming relationship will will materialize from it and going for a job again you're wanting to get that job you want to make sure that you can secure it and you know you you want to be able to support your family and have the certainty of being able to do that and lots of different things so I think that's a key element there that you've mentioned around certainty and one that I've probably not thought about actually so that's fabulous so uh, and, and you mentioned there about women and society and you know the perception and and also in the workplace as well you know women that there's always that comparison of of how many women are on the board of directors within companies. You know, there's, there's a lot of talk around that and a lot of businesses that have to highlight how many females are in, in the business and how many they've hired and how many have been promoted. And there's always that stigma really of, of women progressing, women getting to a certain place, women looking a certain way, women, you know, be in a certain way. So you touched on some key things there, which are, are very true uh, and one for us to consider as well. So kind of keeping that focus around certainty and trust, and and trust is a big part here of everything that we do, how do or how can women get to a stage that they can trust themselves fully and can actually be confident, but not overly confident, but having the right balance where It's not on the board of being arrogant, but staying in that confident energy that's healthy and attractive.
1: Well, one of the things that I talk about is physiology and perception. Mm -hmm. Physiology is really deeply important with how we build our confidence. If we stand, and here's the thing, we have the cell phone technology now, and what do you see people looking at with their cell phone and this podcast, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at each other, but when you pick up your cell phone, everyone is looking down kind of slouched over shoulders, slouched, looking downward at that cell phone. That posture is a very negative posture. You know, when you're slouched over looking down, you're, it usually means that you're depressed. You're upset about something and we're put in this posture all day long because we're always checking our phones Mm -hmm. now how do we get out of that posture we have to stand up stand up straight and now i didn't come up with this idea i found it on youtube on a video by amy cuddy c-u-d-d-y amy cuddy and she talks about the power pose and if you've ever seen wonder woman Mm -hmm. how she stands with her hands Basically, uh, out on on her hips, uh, shoulders straight, uh, kind of head looking back. There's just that confident pose. Or watch an athlete in a victory pose. They usually stand with their arms straight up in the air, leaning backward and taking up space. Those are confident poses. And it's been scientifically proven that if you stand in that confidence pose for more than three minutes. You will increase your testosterone, which, by the way, is okay for women to have testosterone, but you will increase your testosterone and you will decrease this thing called cortisol, which is your stress hormone. Mm -hmm. And it will make you feel better. And the best thing about it is when people see us after we've done this pose we will appear more confident because we will actually be more confident and it all has to do with our physiology and how we stand so i always recommend before you go to a job interview you know sneak into the bathroom and do this do this victory pose or this wonder woman pose for 3 minutes and then go to your interview and it will literally make a huge difference so physiology is something that's that's really important the other thing that we have to do is we have to smile because naturally and it has to be a real smile by the way Mm -hmm. do you know how to tell a real smile and a fake smile it has to do with your eyes when Mm -hmm. someone gives you a real smile you'll see this these little crinkle around the side of the eyes like you know the the women and when they get older you know it's called crow's feet you know and usually it's not something that's that's perceived as being attractive but actually it's part of the real smile you can Mm -hmm. tell uh in fact you can google this look up uh telling a real smile from a fake smile and being someone who read body language for many many years you know i've learned this and the smile is is the first thing you can always tell when someone has a genuine smile yeah. when they have that genuine smile you feel more warmly about that person than when they have that fake smile so how many times have you gone to like a party and you're uh, having that small talk that b- usually it's that boring small talk. You know, you talk about the weather or you say, well, what do you do? Well, what do you do? And it's just kind of and that obligatory talk. And some people have that those fake smiles and you can always tell the fake smile. Mm-hmm. Um, so a genuine smile will come a long way uh, with, and it'll, it'll make you feel better when you smile genuinely. And you know what? If you're going to an event and you're stressed and you have a lot of things on your mind and you don't really feel like smiling, think about something that makes you smile. Think about a memory. Think about maybe a pet that you love and how that pet makes you feel or that person in your life, how this person makes you feel. And that will make you smile. Now you have your smile and you can go in. And then the other thing Is it's called an eyebrow flash. And every single mammal has this, it's the sign of friendship. And it's just this just quick raising of the eyebrows. And I just did it real, real quick right there. But it's it's so subtle. But when, when you greet someone, it's usually like a quick head nod and a flash of the eyebrows and a smile. And believe it or not, when you approach someone, that will make you more comfortable. So getting back to the dating world, you know. If women want to feel more confident and they see a male counterpart that they might want to approach, Mm -hmm. have a genuine smile, you know, take off that, what we call it, that the the old resting bitch face. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Remove that. Think about something, smile and give the eyebrow flash. And, uh, and you would be surprised at how much more receptive, you know, that gentleman is going to be, but, uh, smiling and having the right posture basically will really do a long way at, uh, at building your confidence. Take that another step. Uh, right in our solar plexus, there's this spot, uh, and if you if you lift your shoulders and you kind of look upward and you raise your solar plexus where you can feel it, you get to that that feeling, and amazingly, when you lift it like that and you think about accomplishing something in your life wanting to reach a goal you feel so much better yeah i can Mm -hmm. do this yes i'm gonna go for it but then if you bring it down for a second and kind of hunch back your shoulders and now think about going for it wait a minute i feel different now Mm -hmm. it's amazing how much Mm -hmm. our posture and how much our physiology has to do with uh you know, with our confidence, uh Tony Robbins, who is of course, you know, famous worldwide and he's been in this business for many, many years. They call me the other Tony, you know, there's Tony <laughs> Robbins and then there's the other Tony. Your
0: counterpart. Yes. yes.
1: Yes. He he gets people jumping up and down and dancing, and people think they're they're crazy at his seminars, but what he's really doing is increasing your, phys- your physiology and putting yourself into a happy state. And when you're happy, your confidence naturally rises.
0: Mm, that's a great point. And uh, you've touched on some really amazing things. And I've thought of many things as you were talking there, just touching on Tony Robbins, who actually, when he's preparing for going on stage, he will be onside the stage jumping up and down on the trampoline to get himself ready to to go on stage and that's his way of kind of getting him into this mode of like yes I'm ready to go and we're going to have an amazing time and it's brilliant to be able to see that but also you know a lot of the things that he does within his he shows that the fire walking you know having the confidence to to walk on fire is just beyond beyond me but it's possible you know and so it's kind of going back on some of the things you've said then with regards to posture and it actually made me think of a, a quote that I actually saved um, a few months back and it's basically it says be a pineapple um, stand tall wear a crown and be sweet on the inside and I quite like that because I thought yeah that is that is great that's a really good choice. I love that yeah. yeah uh and your posture and is really important and it again it reminds me of My belly dancing, so when I go to belly dance class, and that was something that really boosted my confidence um, over the years, is our posture is very important. To be able to actually deliver the moves in the right way, you need to uh, sometimes feel like you've got a peg on top of your head that's holding you up, so that your posture is in such a way that you can then move in a certain way to obviously give the impression of whatever that move is so and then when we are performing again that posture it's how you come out on stage you know it's like being on show your your performance posture it's just the way you come out if you're sluggish and you just look like you can't be asked to be there it's going to give off a a totally different impression so I I really love that element of posture um that you just mentioned there and smile and to be fair I was smiling throughout everything you were just saying there to the point that I was getting really um (laughs) my cheeks were starting to hurt so I had to I had to not smile for a bit just to give them a bit of a break but um, smile and I think A person can actually determine whether a smile is genuine or not. I think you can obviously see that within someone. If it's fake, you you should be able to pick that up. But a genuine smile goes a long way. Um, And in some ways, that's a lot. A lot of people say that's what naturally attracts someone to an individual is by their smile. Whether that's in a dating, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in a business environment, that smile can be so welcoming that it can actually draw in lots of different people to you um, so utilizing that effectively as well um, so i think you you touched on some really key points there and what you know uh, women can do to be able to appear um, in in such a way that is confident you know they feel confident in themselves now another element of confidence with women generally is around uh, what they wear so one of the ladies in, our, um, in the workshop will be discussing confidence in what you wear um, for, for women. And some people find confidence in wearing, you know, uh, maybe a, a nice fit in dress. Some other women might find confidence wearing, you know, sh- a short pair of shorts and a, a small vest. Um, we all have different perceptions of what confidence means to us and what we wear to reflect that. So again, in your, from your um, perception and view, how do you see that in, how can a woman actively wear something that actually boosts her confidence that, I guess comes across in how to say, I'm always thinking of the opposite sex here in a sense of or um, same sex, but what they wear and what perception that can give to another person. I guess,
1: is what I'm trying to say. Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, Clothes is important. From a male perspective, there's that expression, Mm -hmm. clothes make the man. Yes. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I learned uh, very, uh, well, it wasn't, I guess, that recently, but one of the things I learned is I could be wearing like a nice suit, Mm -hmm. but I better make sure that I also have a, a decent pair of shoes on. Because if I wear a nice business suit and I, and I put on maybe a pair of, I mean, comfortable dress shoes, but if they're old or, you know, they're kind of worn or maybe they're not as expensive or whatever, they don't match the suit, I'll be incongruent. And a lot of women will actually notice that because mm-hmm. I know women notice things like shoes, whereas, you know, men usually don't notice that. So that was something that I, I had to learn. And, uh, you know, even things like if we wear a watch, you know, if our watch doesn't match our our clothing. So um getting back to, to women, I think you touched on something. You have to wear what makes you feel confident. But at the same time, what you need to do is when you look at yourself and in the mirror think about if another woman walked in wearing that outfit or that outfit what would you think about her because you know you don't want to wear something that that's overly a bit too much uh in in one direction you know for example uh if you're going out for a night on the town yes of course you want to look good and you want to be noticed and um you know, and, and I know a lot of, of females that you, you guys or you girls actually dress for other girls, you know, and mm-hmm. more than you do for the other guys. So, <laughs> you know, that automatic judgment when you see someone wearing that outfit. So you won't want to say, if I saw somebody else wearing that, what would I think about them? So it's a really a twofold thing. How do you feel? How does it make you feel? And then what would you think if somebody else was wearing that? And that will kind of tell you if you're kind of pushing the envelope a little bit too much. And I think that's probably the nicest way that yeah. I, I will not say that. But, uh, you know, I wanted to follow up too on another thing. When we were talking about the whole dating because we talked about before job interviews and you can do that Wonder Woman pose. But in, in the dating world, you can do the same thing and come off confident. But I think one of the things that we see a lot are these dating sites that are out right now. And one of the biggest pet peeves, and I've been there because I've been through a divorce and I was thrust into the world of dating again. And I actually uh, played around with some of those sites for a while. I, what, what used to drive me crazy is you would see the photograph. Now, let's say the woman is like 40 years old Mm -hmm. and she posts a photo of when she was like 28. (laughs) and she no longer looks anything like this so at that first face-to-face meeting where you go down at a coffee shop to have coffee to meet for the first time you see this person that does not look like the person in that photo and you're automatically not going to have a good reaction to that and same thing the guys because i know the guys can be we can be just as guilty we can post that older photo you know maybe when we had a bit more hair or you know or or before we we gained that that covet weight we we talk about uh but for the most part you know post something post something real post something recent uh you know don't try to edit it to make you you know you want to put your best self forward but the thing is If you really want to feel confident at that first meeting, you know, you know that this gentleman that you're going to sit down and meet has already really seen you and has already, you know, read enough in your profile about who you are as a person. So there'll be no surprises because when we get those surprises, you know, that's something that, um, you know, that, that we don't like as, Mm -hmm. as, as human beings, you know, we don't like to be surprised. You know, I was talking about the basic human needs before. Now, one of those needs, basic human needs is for certainty, but the other is for uncertainty, which tells us that we like variety and we do like surprises, Mm -hmm. but we like good surprises. We don't like bad surprises. So Mm -hmm. that's something, that's something to consider. So, you know, be real on your dating profile. So when that person does meet you face to face you know, if you're in that world, you know, don't let them be surprised because then they may have a look on their face. You'll see that look, you'll react to that. And then it'll be a vicious cycle. And the date is certainly not going to go very well. Mm. So that's something. Yes. Uh, one of the other basic human needs we have is we talk about before: connection, a need for love and connection. And that's something that everybody needs. And a lot of times our confidence will be Broken when we are in a relationship. And I know you deal a lot in this, Sophia, uh, Mm -hmm. where in a relationship, if that relationship ends, you know, and we got some of our confidence from that relationship, that's gone. And that's what really that is, is that need that we have to to love and to be loved, you know. And we do a lot of things by feeling, you know, that feeling. Remember that feeling that you had when you had your first crush? And you just met that person and you saw them and you kind of looked at it. And, oh, wow. You know, I really, I really like this person. I really have these feelings for this person. I get those, those butterflies and everything yeah. that, that, that exciting feeling. And, you know, it may not be that true love, but that is something that we get addicted to. Uh, it releases these chemicals in our body and they're some of the most addicting chemicals that, that we can, that we can, uh, get, And, uh, you know, how, so what does that have to do with confidence? Well, having these feelings in our body and wanting to feel these feelings and, uh, know that we are having that reaction in somebody else, that somebody else is having these feelings that will boost our confidence as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, understanding, you know, that some of our basic human needs, the other human need that we have is for significance. We want to be significant. We want to be important. And, you know that can mean like in the sense of business maybe we want to rise to the top in our field but it can also be in our relationship we want to feel significant we want to feel that we're important to that person in our life and that's also part of of being loved and when we feel significant in a relationship that will boost our confidence but when we're not in a relationship you know sometimes we can feel that we're oh, that we're missing something so we have to learn to trust and love ourselves enough and give ourselves uh, the gift of of just really understanding who we are as a person and as long as we're going down the path on on, on human needs there's two more and there's the more deeper human needs a need for contribution a need to contribute in the world and a need for growth And really, when we're not meeting any of those needs, turn around and say, how can I grow from this? How can I build my need for growth? You know, what can I do? You know, you mentioned belly dancing. So -hmm. you know what, you go through a breakup. So find something that you've always wanted to do in your life, like dancing, and take it up, go for it, do it. It's right in front of you, go for it. And You will be amazed at how much more confident you'll be when you go after these things. You know, we call them bucket lists, those things in our life that we always want to do and we want to do them before we die. Take the opportunity when you go to something that gets you maybe knocked off your pedestal for a minute. You know, pick yourself back up and say, I'm going to do something I've always wanted to do. Go out there and do it. And that will be a long way. Now, I know we had like a squirrel moment because we were talking about clothes and I drifted <laughs> all the way over here. But you know what? Clothes has a lot to do. go out and buy that new outfit that makes you feel good because mm. give yourself that gift of a new outfit and that will make you feel better as well.
0: Yeah. And you've touched on some great points there and, you know, those needs essentially that we we want in life. And and just talking about the the clothes for a moment before I uh, move um, forward with some of the stuff that you've said, Uh, I guess it's and dating as well. You know, it's it's wearing what we feel confident in. And that's really important because if we feel confident, we feel happy in ourselves wearing whatever it is that we're wearing. Uh, and I, I guess when you mentioned there about the dating profiles and, you know, putting on those photos that are, you know, 10 years old and whatever else. And we've changed in that time. It's, it's essentially they're setting you up for disappointment, which then ultimately affects your confidence because you will then think, well, this person doesn't like me now they've met me in person. And that's because they weren't being real and true to themselves and trusting that whatever they are going to put on that profile, that's accurate and up to date, that, you know, they should have that confidence in who they are right now, you know, not what they were t- 10 years ago. And, and so in that process, you can actually, you know, ruin that confidence that you have because you are going on to this date now with a photo of you 10 years ago, that person thinks M- not interested. And then that will affect your confidence moving forward. So it's a great point there. If you look at the psychology of it all. And then obviously going on to a lot of those needs that you've just mentioned. And yeah, you you mentioned belly dancing, which is one that I've always talked about for myself. But I actually started uh, street dance a a month or so ago, which actually took me back to my youth. And it's a a dance style I always used to love when I was younger. So I went and did that. And I I, I was actually um, inspired to do it um, from someone who said, you know, you're never too old to actually take up street dance. And I thought that's actually really true I don't have to be 18 to to do street dance so I went and did that and that boosted my confidence as well but yes talking about clothes um, going out and buying something that boosts that confidence of yours that makes you feel great that makes you feel powerful that gives you the ability to have that posture to smile to to really be yourself and trust yourself in that moment as well is is really important and We've got to understand that that happiness lies within ourselves. I've spoken before about love languages and trust in ourselves and feeling happy in ourselves and having confidence in ourselves is all derived from within us. Um, You spoke about the solar plexus there and and being one of the chakras Um, and being able to see that field with, you know, light. You know, when you're 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 heading out the door, you've maybe looked in the mirror, you're heading out the door. And your solar plexus, so it's kind of your your tummy area, is kind of beaming with light. Um, and in some ways, it's it's interesting because I've said to people before on the dating front, when you are walking out and you feel this energy within you, you naturally start to see people more attracted to you because you've got this aura of yes, I'm feeling amazing today. I'm confident, and this is me. Um, and it reminds me of the song "This Is Me" as well from. I'm trying to think of the film, um, and it's not coming to me right now the greatest showman
1: you know this is man. me yep. yeah yep.
0: and mm-hmm. embrace that that is you that's who you are so go out and shine and be that person and and you know attract whatever it is that you really want in your life through being your true authentic self So I think you've touched on some great points and I I think I could go in so many different directions with this, (laughs) but it's, it's true. It's very true. So thank you very much for sharing all of that. So as we start to close off, I just wanted to touch on a bit around what confidence, how attractive confidence is in a woman. And some of the things that I actually looked up online and did a bit of research on this. So a woman who actually lives, lives life to the fullest, is, is very attractive. Someone who's secure, so a woman that feels secure in herself, so doesn't have kind of those limiting beliefs or those insecurities about the way they look or the way they are, that is assertive and that is attractive, generally will come across as being attractive overall as, a, as an individual, as a woman. Do you have any kind of thing that you could potentially add to that? That would make a woman more confident and attractive based on how she is.
1: I th- think you've touched on something really important too, and that confidence is so important. And it is a very attractive trait. And a lot of that has to do again with posture, the way someone carries themselves. You know, when I meet a woman, I usually compliment them, not necessarily on their looks mm-hmm. or what they're wearing, although it does come into play how they carry themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll walk up and I'll say, you know, excuse me, forgive me for interrupting, but I just wanted to say that you carry yourself with a bit of style and elegance. Yeah. And to that, that is the kind of a, a compliment. And that's something that I think most guys notice, but it's something more subconscious. You know, mm-hmm. they, they don't realize that this is what they're noticing about the woman, how they're carrying themselves. But There are some men uh, that uh, have this thing we call knight in shining armor syndrome, where we want (laughs) to scoop in and we want to rescue the damsel in distress. And these guys, uh, when we get in that mode, you know, sometimes we do get attracted to the woman who looks like you know that she's carrying the weight of the world on her shoulder because we want to go in and rescue her but usually those types of relationships those are not the kind of relationships that you want to get into so Mm -hmm. carrying yourself you know with with confidence smiling like i said earlier that's huge you know no you know and again you may not have reason you know to smile but when someone approaches you and says hello you know, say hello back, you know, respond to them, you know, be polite. Um, the other thing I wanted to throw in is, uh, is, you know, you talk, we talked about dancing and mm-hmm. things like that and the importance of play, because, you know, when you were a little girl, Sophia, what did you like to play?
0: Oh, um, I actually like to be teacher. Actually. I used to pretend oh. I had students in front of me and I used to read them books. <laughs>
1: I used to read the books Uh huh. okay so so you would play teacher and it's interesting now in in your life how you have become more of a teacher you know by doing this podcast you're teaching people by working with your clients you're teaching people so you turned your play into what you do in life and i think a lot of us in life And that's so important because uh, in the book that I'm writing, it's called The Purposely Positive Life. And it Uh talks about how when you're a child, we have these dreams and these wishes and these things that we want to do with our life. And we trade in those dreams and we settle and we stop playing. But, you know, if you want to be more attractive and more confident, walk around life and play more, Uh enjoy yourself more. Notice things that make you smile, that make you laugh. Laughing is, you know, they say laughter is great medicine, and it's absolutely true. We feel better about ourselves when we laugh. So um, when I would, you know, say that one extra thing that, uh, that we can do, you know, when I have a conversation sometimes with, with, uh, with a woman. I like to play. I like to have we have that that banter going mm-hmm. back and forth. you know we we do a bit of teasing each other yes. you know, and you know'll we'll, that is kind of a fun type of play and uh and it, it can be very flirtatious as well mm-hmm. you know when you do that, but be willing to allow yourself to play and and that will help you feel a deeper connection and that that light that you talked about about how when you walk out and there's kind of an aura around you. And, you know, that is contagious. And we can feel that sometimes we see someone and we don't know why this person is so much more attractive to us Then that's because they have that aura of light shining out from them. And then when we get in their path and we have that conversation and we feel that connection, it's almost like those lights join together. So there's this one shining light between these two people. And and when you feel that, and that can open up all kinds of doors, but the whole element of being willing to be vulnerable allow yourself some vulnerability and you know just because you're vulnerable it doesn't mean you're not confident you know and that's mm-hmm. another misnomer people believe that if they're being vulnerable or not being confident that's not true you uh and guys we have a more difficult time with vulnerability
0: yeah um, Indeed. we yeah.
1: we do because we we, we want to be the strong you know person and we feel that vulnerability is not a sign of strength but really it is because to allow yourself to be vulnerable vulnerable to another person is opening yourself up to uh to getting hurt it's like taking off that armor plate in front of someone it's like kind of like when when you're petting an animal like a cat and Mm -hmm. the cat rolls over on on its belly and allows you it exposes its belly uh and allows you to pet it yeah. And yeah, yeah. And when it does that, it's being vulnerable. That's how it's showing, you know, love and connection. So play, being playful, being vulnerable, and letting that light shine, uh, and not being afraid to be your true, authentic self. I think that would. Uh, I, I think that pretty much sums it up right there.
0: Some yeah, some great words of wisdom there. That's great, Tony. Thank you so much, and uh, I love that. That element there of being vulnerable I think it's a topic not only for women but for men too and I, I read something not long ago about particularly on for the men what's because they're very much closed off generally um, it was a quote about how pow- powerfully sexy a man is when they can actually be vulnerable and actually go for what it is that they want in life without feeling frightened of the outcome or of be rejected or whatever it might be um and i think there's a, it, there's the view that actually that's more powerfully sexy than you actually not saying anything at all or actually running away from a, you know an issue or whatever it might be so um, that's yeah very interesting so thank you very much for sharing that uh, I think we've covered a lot here and uh, I'm, I'm hoping that our listeners can take something from this today and not only for the, the female perspective but obviously male and obviously vice versa you know um whether it's male female or same sex whatever it might be I'm hoping that there is a lot of fruitful information that uh, people can take away from them uh, for them so before we finish off Tony if anyone wanted to contact you what's the best way for them to do that
1: You can come to my website, which is tonywcoaching.com. Very easy to find. Or you can find me on Facebook. You can look up Coach Tony W or Tony Wexler. I think there's only one of us out there. There Actually, there might be another one, but uh, it's W-E-C-H-S-L-E-R, Tony Wexler. Or lastly, I do have a Facebook group. And if you search Facebook groups for Strive to Thrive page, so, strive to thrive page, and you can get involved in this group. And we post questions and discussions, and I post videos, and I also share the podcast, uh, my podcast there. So, hey, who knows? You can check out Sophia as a guest on my podcast if you join the Strive to Thrive page.
0: Indeed, and I will obviously add your um, your pages onto my posting too. So, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Tony, for, for coming on to the Montana Show today. Um, And, yeah, I look forward to collaborating again in, in future on various other subject matters also.
1: Yes. Well, thank you, Sophia. It's always a pleasure to have a discussion with you and to connect. And this has been just an absolute pleasure and a lot of fun, too. It
0: has been it has been I will rest my smile um, shortly because yeah my cheeks are are still uh, rather sore there from all the conversations we've had but but it's amazing and um, I'm so glad to be back and for those of you that are active listeners into the show I'd just like to Thank you for all your support um, and encouragement. And uh, yeah, more episodes to come very shortly, but a great opening again after a short period of, of not having any. So thank you, Tony. And thank you to everyone else out there. I will be back soon with another episode of The Montana Show. Take care, everyone. Bye.